0: Welcome to High Right Now Unfiltered. I'm Stephen Choi, your host. How's the vibe? High Right Now Unfiltered gives you a raw glimpse into the launching of my startup on a mission to empower you to form deep, meaningful connections. Beautiful soul, how's the vibe? It's been about a year since I started the High Right Now Unfiltered podcast and it's crazy how much I've learned over the year of just putting something out there. I was originally inspired by the book, Shoe Dog, by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And when I read that book, I was so floored by how much detail he was able to provide with his autobiography. He had just all the conversations that he used to have with his colleagues and, you know, customers and all the little details and I was thinking in order for you to be able to actually remember and recount all these different things like you should keep really detailed journals of your life and i wanted to do something similar and i was looking back on my childhood and i used to write a lot of um um, journals and i wanted to kind of repeat that experience because i remember every time you do that every time you reflect you actually grow to another level. So partially it was that, and partially I just wanted to learn more about podcasting and see what I can do to really uh, provide a lot of value to fellow founders, uh, people who want to figure stuff out for their career or for their life. I just wanted to be a hand of help. So that was the vibe. and. Frankly, what actually happened was that um, I I was a little scared of putting my super unfiltered self out, even though the title of the podcast is High Right Now Unfiltered. So what I would do is I would actually script out what I wanted to say, and I would just read it. So yeah, it wasn't really, really unfiltered. And a few of my really good friends, they would actually listen to it. And they would tell me that, hey, where's your vibe? You know, it's like it's pretty clear that you're reading it, and you know, it's it's like a good commentary, like a news type of vibe. But like, there's no, there's not much of your vibe. Like that's the essence of who you are. So like, put it out there, and you know, it was a difficult thing because I guess just like this vibe of you talking in front of a your camera is not really natural. Like if you're having a conversation with someone, then it's much more natural and it's easier but you know like what i'm doing right now i literally have this mic in front of me and the computer with which i'm recording this vibe uh and it's just that just that so it's just not that natural but you know starting with this episode i was like you know screw it let's just do it let's just go truly unfiltered and why not, and see what happens. If you think it's great, let me know. If you think it's really bad, let me know. You know, It's just a way for me to learn as well. So that's the context, and let me just get straight into the details of what I've been up to. I started the year of 2021 by staying with my family, my parents in South Korea, Seoul, and then I went to Bali, ended up staying there until uh, mid-July, so roughly I was there for about five months, which is quite a lot actually. And um, you know the vibe was amazing. In terms of keeping your costs sound and keeping your vibe up, it was just like uncom- uncomparable or uncomparable, whichever way you say it. But uh, yeah, around, around mid-July, I noticed that restaurants were kind of shutting down, and then you know, a couple of the WhatsApp groups, I was in, people were saying uh, that their friends got COVID and like they're shutting down their birthday parties and stuff like that. And very soon I, I heard that uh, Abu Dhabi, which is one of the major airport hubs in the world, they closed down, they shut down all incoming planes originating out of Jakarta, Indonesia. So that meant that, okay, it could be very soon that they could cut out all uh, flight situations coming out of Indonesia. So I was like, I don't wanna be stranded here and let's leave. Around the same time, I was in communication with Nino, who is the co-lead at Fast Track Mamo, which is the startup accelerator, George and I were a part of earlier this year. He mentioned that, hey, If you guys could actually come to Mamo, Sweden, and we can actually help you accelerate the vibe in person, that would be great. So that was a great impetus. So what ended up happening was that we left Bali towards the end of July, and then we went to Kyiv, Ukraine. (laughs) Kind of random, no? So basically what happened was that uh, Nino was on family vacation. He was in Croatia, and we said that yeah let's meet in mamo in august at the start of august so that meant that we still had you know two weeks free so george and i went to kiev i went to kiev uh many times the first time i went there was 2013 and back in the day i could still feel the remnants of the soviet union um i just i distinctly remember a lot of um girls taking photos with flowers and that was something that i remember. Uh, my mom and my my grandma generations, um, whenever I checked out their photos. So it was like, it was interesting. And then just like over the years, like just seeing how the city evolve into like the vibe it is right now. It's a really interesting sight to see. So a couple of highlights. Went to this uh, festival called Iskra. It's um, this um forest rave type of festival set up by this nightclub in tbilisi georgia and um you know it was a really great situation the rave side wasn't too far from the city right it was just about like 30 minutes away and then we got there and then just like the production value the food was amazing they had vegan burgers not that i'm vegan but just the fact that they had the empathy and then just the level of food was just like really on point i was really surprised because i wasn't really expecting anything so that was great Uh, met a couple of really good friends there one of them he just goes by the name of dude (laughs) uh vanya but dude he introduced us to another uh forest rave called um rhythm bureau natura and um that was happening right by uh, their long lake that they call kfc and um, over there, they actually, uh, dude invited all of his friends and his friends were in the early 20s, but then they were just so open-minded, like really, really on point, uh, very welcoming. So really appreciated their vibe, um, just the way in which they welcomed us. And um, yeah, so going to Kiev was a bit of a, a relaxation and kind of balanced vibe because in Bali, George and I have been working pretty much Uh, six days a week uh, quite a lot so we really wanted to use uh, the Kia Vibe as a way to kind of balance out the vibe and just relax a little bit and that was a good way to do that we went to Malmo shortly after and finally reunited or not reunited but actually saw and met Nino in person that's crazy because Nino and I we had been developing our friendship and mentorship uh, virtually over the past six or seven months and it's just like a crazy vibe right like you clearly know that there's some friendship there's vibe there and that you never meet in person um, and then finally we met and just like imagine how crazy that vibe was um, just a way in which he welcomed us to the city of Mamo. Um, he took us to this uh, championship Uh, league conference game Uh, we saw the crazy fans of malmo just going just really cheering on their team that was that was such a vibe to see and and be a part of and uh, just being able to work out of their co-working space it was really awesome Um, and actually it was our first time having uh, an office our own office so that was amazing really boosted our productivity too because Uh, in Malmo, there's barely nothing to do there, uh, because it's, it's more of like a residential vibe. I think it is the third largest city of Sweden, if not the second, but, um, there, the vibe is that like a lot of people commute over to Copenhagen, which is just like right across a bridge, um, takes like 30, 40 minutes to get there. And then a lot of like families, uh, live in Malmo. So it was great, Um, really boosted our productivity, allowed us to kind of uh, focus back on the business. And it was there that we really kind of decided to pivot to our new direction of our business, which is a content generation tool uh, powered by AI. Um, And really, it's uh, not only a content generation tool, but it's really a content repurpose tool. So the idea is that you submit a video or an audio file, it could be 30 minutes long or an hour long, and then you you give it to us and we detect the most interesting parts of that and then we turn them into short highlights that you can upload to TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You know, the, uh, the short, like very punchy format is the new vibe these days right that's one of the reasons probably the reason why tiktok is so popular and more and more people are getting more accustomed to this idea of consuming this very short and punchy content and like all the other social media platforms are adjusting to this new reality right Uh, instagram just uh, released reels which is like the copycat of tiktok right youtube just released their shorts which is another copycat of TikTok and Reels. So yeah, that was that was kind of the vibe and um, yeah, the, how that pivot came about, that was crazy because like we realized that with the previous high right now, we were building a speed networking tool for remote teams and online communities. And we realized that the people who are more most active they were actually recording conversations, including myself. And then you know, there's so many different parts where, like after you record all these conversations, like what do you do with them, right? And that's something that George and I have been kind of um, pondering over, over the past three years of us working together. We've been using this tool called Otter to record the vast majority of our conversations, but then we would have thousands of hours of recordings, but what do we actually do with them? How do we identify the most impactful bits? and in the same way that uh, you check out your photo album and it kind of gives you your highlights of over the past three months or like last year or hey, this is what you posted five years ago, you know, like that vibe, that kind of like a reminder vibe that Facebook um, does to you. Um, how dope would it be if you could do something similar with your conversation? So that was kind of like something that was brewing in the back of our minds anyway. And then you know, we realized that we needed to pivot our business after realizing that when we were going through Y Combinator's interview, our friends that helped us think about our value proposition and market opportunity, they, they kind of made us realize that the market we're going after is not really big enough. And you know, it's not like our product was like super, super like wildfire type of successful either. You know even after getting them to subscribe to our platform like their the retention number was a little bit low whereas uh we could see that you know the content generation and content repurposing uh for existing content creators they have an insatiable appetite for generating even more content and as the world shifts online first it just becomes more and more paramount for people to be able to generate content that really shows their personality in an authentic way, right? And, you know, we kept on thinking about if we can enable people to seamlessly generate content based on their conversations that they're having anyway, that is absolutely the best way to do that. And our starting point is actually the content repurposing angle where we identify people who are willing to pay money to actually re- repurpose their content. So could be companies like startups or influencers and content creators who are a little bit more serious about their game too. Instead of them having to hire a full-on media team, they could use our services to level up their social media game, right? So that was the vibe. Uh, we ended up pivoting to this new direction. And with that, we really pivoted our platform as well. So we got rid of the speed networking vibe. We really simplified our video meeting app. And now what you can do is you can jump on a video call with someone and then there's a button that you can press to indicate that you like that moment, right? And at the end of your conversation, you have anywhere from, let's say, five to 10 different parts that you and your conversation partner liked and then essentially what we do as a platform is that we turn those bits into highlights that you can upload to different social media platforms so that is a vibe and very thankful for the fact that we were able to quickly transition to that new angle while keeping the vision very much intact So yeah, Mama vibe is great, and after two weeks of vibing there, we realized that it's very expensive. Getting a decent burger is like fifteen dollars to twenty dollars. It's like New York, sometimes even more expensive than that. They're just like not much of a city vibe, and uh, we're looking for a more of a founder vibe. You know, where a place where we can meet a lot of founders and vibe with them. And um, I think that. For whatever reason, maybe because it was like the summertime, it was kind of like hard to find those people. And uh, frankly, you know, when George and I were staying in the the co-working space until until pretty late, not that late, actually, like 8 or 9 p.m., we wouldn't really see anyone. So we just wanted to be in a more energetic environment. And uh, around the same time, we actually got ourselves into this new fellowship called the On Deck Founder Fellowship. Basically, the value prop is that there's a virtual cohort-based community that you can plug yourself into for two months, and then they help you out with fundraising, hiring, or developing your product and everything. And we actually realized and learned from the previous OnDeck Founder Fellowship participants that there are in-person events happening in New York, San Francisco, and Tel Aviv, uh, mostly, And uh, we, George and I both we met in New York. We love being in New York, and we were like, you know, let's let's go there. Um, A lot of people go to the Bay, but you know, we like the fact that in New York you get influenced by other areas. You know, it's not just people who are building startups, but like media and other things that you're just opening yourself up to all these different possibilities. So we said, let's take advantage of that. So. We decided to go there and um yeah with that um my friend uh francisco we call him titty (laughs) there's a bit of a story obviously so francisco is a long name so used to call him cisco and then one day our friend mikhail who's russian canadian he was like wait sisk that's titty in russian you know so we all started calling him titty um so he was uh My last roommate when I was living in King's Cross, as I was wrapping up my business school in London, we became really, really good friends. Um, He always tells me that I'm his first non-Argentinian friend. So it's funny because even the way he speaks English is like very, very similar to like me, you know? He says vibe a lot. (laughs) So anyway, uh, we hadn't seen each other for almost eight or nine months. He went to Argentina and then I went to Asia. And then he came back to London, and he wanted to vibe in person now that he can actually work remotely. So he came to Malmo to visit me and George. And uh, we were there for 10 days or so. And then we actually went to Kiev. So I went back there. And then it was Titty's first time. And then that was amazing, because um, my friend Dude and his friends, like they actually welcomed us. And uh, they even invited us to their house. And you know, it was such an amazing vibe, like even though we couldn't really, really communicate like properly, uh, because of our lack of Russian and Ukrainian, and, you know, uh, their lack of uh, English as well, like we could still communicate through vibe and a bit of English. So it just kind of speaks volumes of how uh, you can sometimes communicate just through vibe and little bit of English. They say that over 85% of your communication happens through nonverbal means and I guess that's it. We hit up a couple more raves. There's this guy, there's a DJ called Solomon, a resident DJ in Ibiza. So he was there, very much of a posh vibe, not really the vibe that I'm usually into, but still like just being able to listen to that music and dance. That was super awesome. Went to this rave at the sky terrace at uh, parkovi center which is like right on the water uh, in kiev uh, not too far from the center and uh, you can just like overlook the city and everything this uh, ukrainian dj duo art bat uh, was there so that was super on point and then our last night we went to this place called closer which is uh, uh like an abandoned warehouse type of exhibition center type of place and You know, it's that and there's like five or six other residential spots and warehouses all conjoined together. And then there's all these little kind of nicks and crannies that you can explore and then it's connected to this hill and mountain, like this small mountain. So people go up there to smoke a joint or do whatever. So just the vibe was like very on point. The fact that you can explore seven different stages, like wow and uh, in this specific place called mezzanine floor there were djs that were playing music that i couldn't just i couldn't even go to the bathroom because it was so good it's called their music is literally funky poppy house with a touch of world if you know what i mean so that was super on point um yeah and just going there Going, going back there again and discovering all the restaurants that we hadn't before like this Lebanese ones, Georgian one, uh, even this Chinese one, Korean one, like it was really on point, um, making more friends and um, yeah, just like kind of geo arbitraging that was like super grateful. And um, spent a few days, uh, almost uh, actually seven days or 10 days in London actually, Was able to celebrate my birthday and everything and in london you just feel this vibe where it's this feeling that i'm coming home right it's the only place in the world where i consecutively stayed for more than two years so actually that's not true because (laughs) the second year i was kind of uh going back and forth from munich but it was, I just felt like so comfortable. Everything was super expensive. So like that was the, that was a part that I definitely did not like, <laughs> but you know, like I already knew about that. And you, you know, that's just the vibe there, but just reconnecting with friends, Pietro, Marco, Lily, and Katya. And obviously Titi came as well, Mikhail, everyone. So that was super amazing and um really grateful for it it's such a special feeling. I think it's, it's one of those one of those places where I come back and I'm like instantly at ease psychologically. And it was also strange because before that, I hadn't been there for more than like nine months. And uh, just going back to it and kind of seeing how the city uh, kind of came back alive after COVID. I can't say it's after COVID, but it's It's as if it doesn't exist over there. So that was super awesome. And after that, got to New York. So currently in New York, and um, i provide you with all the updates in New York very, very soon. So yeah, that's the vibe. That's the truly unfiltered vibe for the first time. Really appreciate the vibe. And uh, yeah, it feels a little bit strange just trying this out for the first time. But at the same time, I think I can just... um, Let the vibe guide me. So I think I'm just going to keep it going with this format. And um, yeah, let me know what you think about it. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friend that needs a little bit of a vibe boost. And I'd also appreciate your feedback at Stephen Choi on Twitter and Vibe on Instagram. And yeah, thank you so much always for tuning in and keep calm and vibe on. Peace.